1: Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this morning. What a blessing we have in you today. Guide us by your power. Let's lift our hands to Jesus. Ask the Lord to give you the Holy Spirit. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. Fill me with wisdom. Fill me with understanding. Fill me with the spirit of revelation. Help me to understand you and to receive you and to be blessed, to be healed. Thank you for your blessing for everyone, Lord, today. As we are here this morning, we know that you have touched us already. We receive your great blessing in Jesus' name. And everyone shouted amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Are you glad to be in church this morning? Yes. All right. This morning, I want you to turn with me to Second Peter, chapter one, and um, we're going to look at. Some important things, amen, from the Bible. Um. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter one verse eight. I have some books here I want to introduce to you. I'm preaching from my book. Many are called. I I I, I don't know what's right here, and this one model marriage. How many want to have a good marriage? How many want to be blessed? You know, marriage is um. Not, as easy as it sounds in the book of Genesis in Genesis Adam and Eve were living happily ever after in a garden is it not true hello are you there but marriages after marriage was ordained by God to be a very wonderful thing but what happened was a man fell So what is this now is that we will never really know what marriage was supposed to be like. Because marriage was originally between two sinless people. Two perfect people. In the garden. They hadn't sinned before. No demons were in their lives. No serpent has bitten them before. They were living happily ever after. Wow, then the serpent came in, you get it, and bit Adam and Eve and they were now poisoned and their lives were poisoned. So now we have two damaged human beings trying to live together happily, you can imagine. Can you imagine two damaged cars that are going on a race together? One, the wheels are damaged and one, the engine is damaged. You see that sometimes this one goes ahead. This one, brakes are not working. This one is going faster. This one is going slower. That is it. And so you have not... We will, we will know probably in heaven What it was really supposed to be like Yeah But That's the reality Because the marriage was introduced In Genesis Chapter 1 and 2 And man fell in 3 So after Falling into 3 Now we are here That's why there's so many Things to do with Marriage Amen. And it takes the grace of God and wisdom from God to marry and to stay married for a long time. And if you joke with it, boyfriend and girlfriend is different from marrying. I said boyfriend and girlfriend is different from getting married. Is it not true in the Philippines as well? Huh? Yeah. It's different. So Stop staring at me as though you don't understand what I'm talking about. As if I'm coming from space. So God wants to bless us and bless our homes with peace. And God is giving us grace to resist demonic infiltrations into our lives. Into our homes. Amen. And one of the things the devil doesn't like Is light You know Most evil Flourishes in darkness So light Changes things And light is knowledge The Bible says that the light of the Glorious gospel Or the light of the knowledge of God So light is knowledge So the more knowledge you have The more light you have And the more light you have the less demonic activities can flourish in your life. Amen. So that is how come books become important. And that's what I'm introducing to you, this book, Model Marriage, to be a blessing to you. Uh, Many are called, and many other books, you can get a whole box of them and they will be a blessing to you. One day, a lady said to me, I don't like reading, but I'm able to read your books. Because they are very simple and also they are in points number one number two number three number four number five finish because i also don't like reading so i don't want too much talking just give me the points i'm a science student i'm not an art student i cannot do philosophy and all these economics and so on i i I only do science so the, the books will be a great blessing to you amen all right so Um, This morning, I want to share with you about fruitfulness Amen And I know Jesus is going to make you fruitful 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number um, 8 Or verse 5, verse 5, let's read It says, besides all this Giving all diligence Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge And to knowledge temperance All right and, um, and to godliness, brotherly kindness. Now, verse 8. Please look at your beautiful screen. This is the best screen in the world I've ever seen. I tell you. Father, give me one of these wonderful screens. Do you believe God will answer my prayer? <laughs> so, it says, If these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? How many ladies want to have a baby or have babies? Only two. One, two. The rest of the church don't want to have babies. How many want children? Yeah, we all want children, isn't it? And in many places where there are no children, then there is a problem. But the real problem is not physical children, but spiritual children having fruits spiritually. So the children we see are a message to us that we are supposed to bring forth fruits. That God brought us into this world To bring forth fruit. And many women, most women or many women really want to have a child. No matter what. And no matter with who. Sometimes no one is marrying you and you say, hey, you know what? I just need a child. So whoever is going to give me this child, he should arrive. And I get my child and you can go to hell. There are a lot of people like that. Do you have such things in Manila? You don't know? Angels, mostly angels in Manila. It's a very angelic church full of supernatural angels. Now, God, look at this verse. It's amazing. It says, God says that if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you should never be barren. So, barrenness is not just a physical medical thing, but spiritual. There's something like spiritual barrenness because he's not talking about physical barrenness here. He's talking about spiritual barrenness. And he says, neither barren nor unfruitful. Like you, you don't do anything, you don't produce anything, you know, as a Christian. So, if you are a Christian, God expects you to be fruitful. Very important. And if you are not fruitful in Christ, you'll be frustrated. And you never really enjoy Christianity the way you ought to enjoy it. Amen. Now, coming to church on Sunday is not the same as fruitfulness. Coming to church on Sunday is coming to church on Sunday. But it doesn't mean you are fruitful. You are now attending. Church and you are being Taught or fed So I am the shepherd Or your pastor David Samra Is the shepherd and he's feeding The sheep so when you come to Church on Sunday you are being fed Okay Now you are supposed to go and give Birth So if you are a sheep because you are a sheep And there's a shepherd So the pastor is the shepherd you are the sheep So God is expecting you to bring forth fruit, or something, there must be something coming back, something out of you after all the teachings, and all the prayers and everything that is being put into you. You can't just sit there and eat forever. Can I have an amen? You can't just be receiving without giving anything. So God wants you to come up with something, and so He says in Second Peter, if these things are in you. That is all those things we read before. Diligence and so on. Then it makes you. That you are neither barren. Nor unfruitful. In Christ Jesus. Or in the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Alright. Now verse verse 9. Verse 9 please. On the screen. Beautiful screen. Now it says. He that lacks these things. Okay, or a person who lacks these things has three problems. What are the three problems? It says he is blind, okay, and he cannot see far, all right, and he has forgotten that he was purged from his sins. So these are three well known problems of people who do nothing in church. One is that they are blind spiritually because you, you, you can't see. And then number two, you can't see far. All right? And God wants you to see far. God wants you to see as far as into eternity. In about 50 years time, most of the people in this room will not be alive in 50 years from now. Do you want to add 50 to your age? Can you do some quick arithmetic? 50 plus your age is how much? Somebody just said 100. <laughs> Many of us will not be around. We want to be around, but we will not be. Plus 50. Almost everybody will be buried, forgotten. Amazing. huh? So where will you be? That's the far. Where will you be in a hundred years from now? And what will you be doing? You know, because you will be somewhere. Where will you be? That's that's eternity. That's looking far. And so God is telling us, don't be blind and don't not see far. So he says, he that lacks this thing has three problems number one you are blind you can't see heaven you can't see eternity number two you can't see far and number three you you've forgotten that salvation comes by being washed in the blood of jesus most pastors have even forgotten people don't get saved by being born into a family you are saved by being washed by the blood of jesus and by repenting from your sins you can't be saved by sitting in this chair, church The Bible says that Oh not the Bible But if you go and stand in a garage And say I am a Mercedes Benz Does it make you a Mercedes Benz? No You are not So very important That you do that Now turn with me to Matthew chapter 25 And I want to show you What is going to happen in the day of judgment Amen Matthew 25 Beautiful Now in Matthew 25 from verse 14 Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a man Traveling into a far country That's Jesus Jesus was going to go far to heaven How many know that the heavens are far beyond the stars? Huh? Do you know how far the stars are? The nearest star is called Proxima Centauri. And it is four, the nearest star is four light years away. Four light years. A light year means that when you see the light, it's happened four years ago. And it's taken four years for the light to get to you. Like when you see my hand moving It's instantaneous But the further I go It will take time for you to see my hand So the nearest star is four light years away When you see the twinkle It means it happened four years ago That's the nearest And many of the stars the nearest One, one of the big constellations we can see very easily Is Orion The Orion That's very easy to see And the stars in it One of them is called Betelgeuse It's about 650 light years away Okay Which means that when you see it twinkling And I I see it all the time, I see it everywhere Orion, it's very easy to see And when you see It twinkle like that It's 650 years ago that it happened That you are now seeing that's very far And some of the stars are thousands And thousands of light years So Jesus Christ is beyond the heavens Uh, That's far away. Okay? So he said, a kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Okay, that's us. Verse 15. And unto one he gave five talents. Amen? And to another two. So God gave some of us five talents, some of us two and to another person, one. And to every man, not some men. So those of you who are in this church and think that it is Pastor David Samrao who has been given talents, I came to tell you, not true. Every man has been given talents. Say every man. Every man. Including you. Including you. Amen. Amen. Wave your hand if you are still alive. I say you have also been given a talent. Yeah. Alright. And God is going to ask you about your talents. Is one day going to say, Hello, what's your name, sir? Johnny. Johnny. You one day stand like that before Jesus? And he's going to ask you, Johnny, yeah. Stand up. I gave you three talents. Yeah. Three talents. And uh, serious angels will come with Guns, some with bows and arrows, some with electric tasers and shock machines. All of them standing by with documents and computers about your life. With records of every day. To ask Johnny, what did you do? And when you speak, they play the video. On the, on the 2014, this is your video July. We call the angel 2013, 2012, 1999. And everything is going to play out. Yeah. I tell you, watch it. You see, you can't believe it. But before, years ago, we did not know how much. Now you can send pictures, data, information, memory. Everything is very high. And that kind of memory is already there in heaven. It's been working there for years. So, Johnny, get ready for judgment. Sit down. Everybody here must get ready for judgment. Get ready to answer big questions about the talents that have been given to you. I say talent, I don't mean singing. Talent is something that God gives to you to do for him. Some of them are singing. They're singing talents, but it's not the only talent. People think, oh, those who are talented are those who can sing. And those who can play. It's just one talent. God is expecting something from all of us. So why is it that people do not obey or use their talents? Number one. The first reason is fear. Alright. And you can see that in Matthew 25 and verse 25. When they started answering the question as to why. The guy who didn't use his talents, you see that in verse 25, they ask him, why did you not use your talents that I gave you? All right? Verse 24 says, let's read verse 24. Then he that had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. Reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. Wow. And I was afraid, and I went and I hid thy talent. And here you are with your one talent. Wow. So I was afraid. So today, God is telling you don't be afraid. To use his talent. Almost everyone who is useless and barren in the church is afraid. Afraid of doing something. You know one of the things about singers? Singers are bold. eh? You know it takes boldness to overcome the fear of singing and making a mistake. Now I found out that to be a good singer you need to be bold and you need to be fearless. That's what we all, those of us who are not good singers that's what we lack. is the boldness to try. Because you try at the great risk of making a fool of yourself. Yes, it's a great risk. Because you see, Aah! it doesn't work. And it's like everybody's looking at you and it's like, oh, you've made a fool of yourself. So fear prevents us from using our talents. When I was going to start a church, I was afraid. What about if it doesn't work? So my assistant suggested why don't we start the church outside town so that if it doesn't work nobody will see that the church didn't work. It's frightening to do anything for God. To go as a missionary. To give. And many people don't give because they say what about if I give and I don't get back the money? What about if I'm not able to pay my bills? You know? And sometimes you find out that fear holds you back from the greatest blessing of your ministry. You know, one of the times in my life, I experienced the greatest miracles. But just before, and that was in Colombia. I was going to Colombia. Do you know Colombia? Hello, do you know Colombia? Are you still alive? Sleepy? sure you're not sleepy okay so i was in colombia i was going to colombia and there i saw many things including the dead raised the blind seen. many things i didn't seen before then you know but just before i went to colombia somebody came to me and told me don't go to colombia it's very dangerous i said really he said yeah Two weeks ago, a pastor finished preaching and he was killed in his church. A Catholic priest was doing mass. He was killed in the, in the church. I said, really? And I said that I immediately sent a message to the person who invited me. Hey, I'm not coming into Colombia anymore. It's too dangerous. Then I got another message from another person. They said, no, very dangerous. Don't go there. So I said, fine now. I'm not coming ever, never. Bye-bye, Colombia. So on a flight, I was flying, I was on a plane. And then I fell asleep. Some of the most powerful dreams are the short ones. They are loaded with revelation. You wake up and then God has spoken to you. And on the plane, I was sitting down, you know, squeezed up in my chair. And I fell asleep briefly. Then I had a dream. And in the dream, God showed me something too long to say. But in the end, I I saw in the dream that I was afraid. And I was afraid to go. And he told me in the dream, so now you want to protect yourself. Wow. As soon as I woke up, I changed my mind in the plane. And I said, I will go. So when I arrived in South America, but not in Colombia, the man who was inviting me came to see me he said look I have come to convince you I hear you say you will not come but as soon as he came to me he even came with photographs of the crusade I said listen I'll be there don't talk I'm coming to the to this program don't talk anymore God has spoken to me on the flight I didn't tell him God has spoken to me on the flight I just said I'll be there I I sounded very bold you know but I was scared (laughs) yeah i said i'll be there no problem i'll be there don't worry say you you go i'll come i'll come tomorrow the day after so i went to Colombia. when i got there i tell you i was met at the gate the plane the door of the plane by two soldiers with machine guns So I thought they were looking for somebody. They asked my my name. I said, they said, uh, in Spanish, are you, your name? I said, me, yeah. Why are you soldiers? What are you looking for? What have I done? And the soldiers took me with machine guns. I never even passed through the immigration. I was taken out. Then I entered a car, a bulletproof car. You see, and I've never been in a bulletproof car. Do you know what is a bulletproof car? It, I'll show you one. You see, the, the, the windows, the, the normal windows like this, the glass is like this, thick. Yeah. And the driver who was driving had a gun. So when I got into the car, I said, Lord, you see, it's a very dangerous place. Why have you brought me here to kill me? This is what I was afraid of, and it is happening. But the Lord was encouraging me, take your time. I'm going to bless you here. Hallelujah. Huh. When I got to the hotel, they took me to my room. When I got to the room, in a long corridor, in a big hotel, when we got to the room, they said, wait, don't come. I said, why? They said, wait. Then they went back. Then they opened the door. Like a film, like James Bond. Yeah. They opened the door. Then they went into the room. Then they went under the bed. Outside. I said, what is When I went, I said, Lord, what have you done? Why have you brought me to this place? So, in the evening, it was time to go to the crusade. When I came out of my hotel room, there were motorcycles with walkie-talkies and machine guns. Surrounding me, at least 20 soldiers. Yeah, I said, Lord, why? And I was taken to the crusade field, a big stadium, 100,000 people. And I preached, were many, many miracles. I've not seen such miracles by that time in my life, the year 2000. And God moved powerfully. And I was there for five nights. When I finished, I saw the dead raised. The whole city, everything spread. They brought ambulances. There were more ambulances than cars at a point. They brought dead people, put it outside on the stage. When I came, the soldiers told me, a dead body. by the day three, they put a dead man by the stage for me to raise him from the dead. Because the dead were being raised in the crusade blind so many. As for blind, it was like a headache that was being healed. To be blind is like having a headache at that crusade. God was showing me the greatest things in my ministry that I had ever seen up to that point. But you see, the first thing that attacked me was fear. Don't go. When I finished, all the soldiers came around me with their guns and motorcycles and they had a the radio, they used to always speak of Cinco Cinco, Cinco Quadro. It means in uh, Spanish, five. They had the code, five, Cinco, five, four, five, five. They always call Cinco Cinco, Cinco Cinco. What is Cinco Cinco? What does it mean? What is happening? Hey. All the soldiers surrounded me, about 20 of them. They said, we have never seen anything like that. We want to give our lives to Jesus. I led all of them to Jesus. Hallelujah. So, I just want to tell you, this man in this book, he says, look at verse 20. Look on the screen, please. He says, I was afraid. I was afraid. And I hid thy talent in the earth. So, fear is a big blocker of your calling. There are people here you are called to help Pastor Samra financially but you're afraid to help. There are people you are, helped, you are called to be ministers, to, to be preachers, but you're afraid. There are people you are called to be in full-time ministry, but you're afraid. Fear is like a big blanket. And, and I've learned that what you are afraid of, that is what you have to do. Usually, when you sense fear, it's a demon. Because the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit, it's not a mood. It's not an attitude, it's not a feeling. It's a spirit, it's a demon. And you have to go against it. Go against what you fear. Yeah. God will save you and bless you greatly when you learn to go. Even fear is a sign of what you should do. Yeah. And you see, fear is what the animals When they see the animals, mostly move by smelling. They smell, they scent. They can smell you, and when you are afraid, when the animal is afraid, it gives off a certain scent, and that is what the the lions and the other animals sense the fear, and they smell it, and they follow. Even snakes, snakes can't see, but they can they can they can sense. Have you ever seen a snake lifting up his head to see who is around? If they don't look, they're just under the ground like this. And they know where fear is. And they come for the fear, the fearful ones. 30,000 people were following Gideon. 22,000 of them were afraid. Say, if you're afraid, go back. 22,000, afraid. You see, you can sense fear. In people that God has called to do things, and God is sending, and you can smell the fear. Most people are paralyzed by fear. I'm afraid to serve God, I'm afraid to take the step, I'm afraid to do what God has called me to do, and that's why most people sit down doing nothing. Ah. Ah. Do you think Pastor David Samuel was not afraid when he was coming to the Philippines? He must have been afraid. We are all afraid. But it's what we are afraid of that we do. And when you do it, you start to see great things. Because that's your calling hidden behind the blanket of fear. I see you rising and I see you going forward. And I see you accomplishing great things for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The second important reason in Matthew 25... Verse 24, why people don't use their talents is found in this fault finding. Fault finding. A fault finding attitude. Are you still around? Notice how this man, the one who was given one talent and didn't do anything, he is the only one who found fault with the master. And look at what he said about the master. He said, "Um, I know you are a hard man. Which is not a nice thing to say. Is it a nice thing to say? I know you are a hard man. I mean, why do you think of somebody in a negative way? And then he says, reaping what you have not sown. Which means you are a thief. Because if I reap what I didn't sow, I go to a field and I go and harvest pineapples. Or I go and harvest apples. Or I go and harvest corn. Which I didn't plant. Somebody planted the corn. And I go and harvest it. Am I not a thief? Am I not stealing what somebody has planted? So he says, I know you. That you are number one, a hard man. Number two, you gather, you reap what you didn't sow. And then number three, you gather and organize things that are not yours. So this is one of the characteristics of barren Christians. People who do nothing are people who find fault with everything and with everybody. You never find a fruitful person finding fault. A fruitful person doesn't see the faults. From the first day that I met your pastor, I met him maybe like 20 years ago. I was attracted to him. Actually, I found him the most interesting and um, what word can I use? The the person who seemed to bless me more, most at church growth conference. 20 odd years ago, when I first started going to CGI. Yeah. I found him quite an interesting, unusual. And I, and, and I, I always wish that he would be asked to preach. I didn't find fault with him. You see, but you can see someone and the first thing you do is to find something wrong with the person. That's why you are barren. <laughs> yeah, that's why you are nothing. You, you by all means be Nothing. You you sit and the first thing you do is to see what's wrong. What's wrong with this preaching? What's wrong with how he's talking? What's wrong with the way he's singing? What's wrong with the topic? What's wrong with the example? What's wrong with this? Everything, you find something wrong with it. Ah, you are hard man. You should have been kinder. You are too hard. You are too this. You are like this. You You find something wrong with everything. We pray for the sick. You find something wrong with it. That's why you never be fruitful. You find something wrong with anyone. You know, I I am blessed with past people. When people preach, I feel blessed. I feel happy. I don't look at them with that. If you want to look with a negative eye, you see something wrong with everything. Why is he talking like this? Why does he preach like that? Why why is he standing here? Why is he pointing towards us? Because God is pointing towards you. Don't look at me. People who find faults are useless in the church. That's the man. The one who did nothing. He is the one who could see something wrong with everything. You see Benny Hinn, you find something wrong. Look, there is something wrong with everybody. Oh, there's something wrong with the healing. Something wrong with the healing. Why don't you try to do it also? Why don't you also try to do something? Till you have done 100 of what I do, then you can speak. Why don't you try to do that? Try doing it. Try doing everything you are criticizing. Why don't you just do it? Yeah. You find something wrong with my church, start a church and let's see what you can do. You know, one pastor, he was a student then, and uh, every time people came to preach in the school, he found something wrong and he said, you know, one day I'm going to get a chance, I'm going to preach powerfully. Everybody will know I'm powerful. So one day the invited preacher didn't come. And they came to call him, come and preach. And he said, today... I will show the people my power and my preaching anointing. So he went up to the pulpit when it was time to preach. And he started preaching. He had never preached before, but only sitting down and criticizing and analyzing. And he started powerfully. And he preached all with all his heart. With all his might, preaching, shouting, sweating. When he finished, he checked the time. And he saw that only five minutes had passed. And he had 45 minutes to preach. He didn't know that it takes something to preach for 45 minutes. so he started sweating even more than he was sweating during the preaching and he decided that the best thing was to restart the sermon all over again from the beginning so he started all over again powerful preaching anointed and when he finished he checked the clock again five more minutes now he was sweating and he wanted to wee-wee on himself Because he has 35 minutes to go. And he didn't know what to say. So he started the third time. And this time, it was a school. So the people, the the students started booing him. Boo. Go away. And he had to run off the pulpit. You see, you can sit there and criticize. But the day you stand, then you see. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, like, when people are sick or people have problems, you can criticize healing. A lot of people criticize things. They criticize things. You know, one day I was watching, uh, Benny Hinn was being interviewed on CNN. Hey, they were asking him hard questions. Why this? Why this? Why this? Why this? Why? So then they decided to open the phone lines. Anybody call? I was watching. I said, no, I said to myself, this man is dead. Hey, they are going to finish him. So the first call came from somewhere in uh, Saudi Arabia or Qatar. The first question. Please, I have cancer of this and this. Can you pray for me, please? Then the next call from India. Please, I'm dying of this. Please pray for me. Only sick and dying people calling, pray for me. You see, you can criticize the day you find yourself dying and sick. And you see, the doctor tells you, go home. You know, recently, one of my pastors The doctor told him, he said, you are a doctor. You know what this means. You are dying. Go home and die. What will you do? I've been called People call say that the doctor says, just finish. What they can do is finished. This is it. Go home and die. That's when you will see the meaning of praying for people. As you sit there and criticize things you don't understand. You find out the day that you have a need. That's when you understand what is all this. You can criticize what you don't know, but it's because you are a barren, empty vessel doing nothing for God. But the day you start doing something for God, you'll be so humble and you'll be thankful for anybody who is doing anything for Jesus. Many of you have not appreciated Pastor David samra the way you ought to. Yes. You are in the church, but you you criticize. Instead of being appreciative, you find faults. And that strikes you with barrenness. Why don't you try go to another country? Huh? Why don't you also go to another country? Go to Mongolia and stay there for the rest of your life. Why don't you go to Bangladesh. And give yourself to Bangladesh. I'm going to Bangladesh to stay as a young man. Why don't you also do that and let's see. Instead of talking. Talk about things you don't understand. Why don't you go to Sri Lanka. And give yourself. And say here I am. God is going to use me to preach and to build a church. Why don't you also do something. Instead of talking so much emptiness empty barrels make the most noise it's not in the bible but it's true <laughs> shall i say it again yeah. i say empty barrels make the most noise it's not in the bible but it is true The man who was, the people who were bearing fruit, they didn't notice that he was a hard leader. And by the way, being hard is a good thing. When God, when Jesus appointed Peter, he was too soft. He was too soft. He said, look, I can't have such a softy as the leader of my church. And he changed his name to Peter. And he said, upon this rock, not upon this sand, upon this soft mattress, on this rock, I will build my church. You cannot build a church on a soft person. So being a hard man is necessary if God is going to use you to build anything and do anything. So what he was even criticizing was actually something good that he had. A good characteristic that is needed if you are going to do the work of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen... Fault finding, not going to get you anywhere. Stop speaking about things you don't understand. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14. The Bible says, do all things without memories and disputings. Stop grumbling and speaking about things. The Bible says, I don't exercise, my, Philippians 2 14. I don't exercise myself in things that are too high for me. You want to serve God, serve Him without rumblings and memories are talking undertone. Yeah. You know, in Numbers 13, verse 1, you see that Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses about his marriage. They criticize his family You got to be careful And what happened when Miriam and Aaron Criticized Moses God struck them with leprosy You see there are diseases that come to you Because of your criticism Of God's servants Yeah Leprosy Leprosy is now cancer and other diseases that cannot be cured. Leprosy represents incurable diseases. You have to be careful. Because Moses was so special to God. God really liked him. And you are finding a st- problem with him. Somebody who God likes, you are criticizing. Hey! <laughs> you are criticizing somebody God likes. You find a problem with somebody God likes. That's a bit dangerous, you know. And you may not like him, but God likes him. You know, all these guys, righteous guys. David went and had an affair with um, Bathsheba and killed her husband in addition. But God said, you know, this is my man. Eh, I like this guy. <laughs> because you should read the Psalms. None of the other kings were like David. Yeah, there was nobody like David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You should read all the Psalms that David wrote. His worship and his love for God. He, he, he loved God so much, he wanted to build a special house for God. God really liked him, eh? You know, you may have found something wrong with him, but God really liked him. You've got to be careful with such people. Do you know when I read all the kings of the Bible, it was only David and Josiah... Who didn't have idols? Everybody else had another little idol. I'm telling you. And many pastors have idols. Few pastors have only God. The kings, if you want to understand kings, you can change it in your Bible from first and second kings to first and second pastors. Instead of first and second kings, just change it to first and second pastors and then start reading it. You'll understand it. Pastor Ahab, pastor this, pastor that, pastor that, pastor all of them. The leaders of God's people. Apart from David. All of them had something small. That they also worshipped. Some little God. And God really loved David. He said, this is my man. You know, he has problems. And the Bible says, God served. David served the Lord perfectly. Except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Beautiful. So you've got to be careful. Finding fault is not going to help you to bear fruit. And God wants you to bear much fruit. Hallelujah. Are you still around or you are leaving? Hey, The next reason, and I'm going to be ending very soon, is laziness. Matthew 25 and the next verse, 26. It says, the Lord said to him, Thou slothful, wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Amen. I gather where I have not strawed. So what God is saying here is, laziness makes all of us fruitless. Amen. Laziness. Laziness. If I look at many of the people that I know, people who are fruitless are usually lazy. People who are fruitless are usually lazy. What do I mean by lazy? Like they don't want to move their bones. Uh, Some of us, the only thing we want to do in church is to come and sit here. (laughs) And you just warm the, the seat. just want to come and sit in church and just receive. Pastor, bless me. Bless me one more time bless me <laughs> touch me speak a good thing to me <laughs> touch me one more time one more time oh, pastor, I'm here again last week I was blessed I'm back again touch me one more time bless me heal me fill me anoint me touch me mm, I feel it <laughs> bye-bye see you later that's all we want but God is not looking for people who say well, what is the Lord gonna do for me today but now he's looking for people who are going to say, what am I going to do for God today? What am I going to do for God? What can you do for God after God has done so much for you? Look at us. Why should we even be in church? We are such sinners. He has saved us. He has washed us. He has forgiven us. What are you going to do for him? God wants you to do something for him. To say thank you. And the crowd wrote a song. How can I say thanks? For all the things you've done for me. The voices of a million angels. A million angels could never say thank you for us. Only our, our lives. You know, one time I thought to the Lord, how can I say thanks? And I said, I don't know how to say that. I don't know where to post my letter. So I want to say thanks with my life. I want to give my life, my life to say thank you. My whole life saying thank you. Amen. Not just, I mean, say with a song. Or with a letter. But with my life, I say, thank you. You, You've been so good to me. You've been kind to me. You saved my life. You changed me. I would have been going to hell. But Jesus saved you. So, no more laziness. Tell your neighbor, God knows you are here. That's why this message is coming in this way. It's because of you that God is speaking. Tell your neighbor, please. Tell your neighbor. Wow. And finally, the next and the last reason is um, not wanting to be cheated. Amen. Not wanting to be cheated. Many of us feel that somebody wants to cheat us. Huh? And we feel that Um, in verse 26, he says, you know that I reap where I don't don't sow. In other words, I don't want you to cheat me. Now, when you come to church, don't think somebody wants to get something from you. Huh? (laughs) You know, rich people, when God blesses us, first we were poor, then when we become rich, we don't want to go to church anymore. And you feel, oh, this pastor wants something from me. You know, now they want something for me. That's why I never ask people for anything. Lest you think that I, I want something from you. Listen. Learn something. You need God. God doesn't need you. Can I say it again? I said, God doesn't need you. And God will never need you. You need God. You need God. Haven't you noticed the church works even though you don't pay tithes? Most of the people here don't pay tithes. Most. I'm telling you. <laughs> you think I don't know. You think I don't. God knows. Many, many of us here we don't pay tithes. We give offering. You, you just put something there. Look. God can never need you. Who are you? Somebody who made the sun, the moon, and the stars. Huh? Look at how big the earth is. Look at how big a star is. And you, little you. How can God need you for something? For a thousand years, you will always need God. And so you have to know in your heart that I need God. God God cannot cheat me. And nobody is trying to cheat you for for anything. Try to get something from me. Try to take this from me. Try to take my money. Try to take my life. No. You see what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2. He says, Jesus Christ thought it not robbery to be made equal with man. You see, you don't have to think that somebody is robbing you or somebody is cheating you. Jesus thought it not robbery. To be equal, let this mind be put it up there, Philippians chapter 2, like verse 6, 5, 6, somewhere there. Put it up there, please. He said, Jesus thought it not robbery. It's, it's very important that you, you see, He thought it not robbery to be equal. It, you don't have to think of robbery, ah, they want to take something. You know, when God sends you and God is a... You don't have to think that uh, Jesus didn't think. Ah, he wants to reduce me. He wants to demote me. He wants to take my life. He God had no plan of taking your life. When God called me, what, what, what is he? He's trying to bless me. He only promotes you when he calls you. He only raises you up when he uses you. What, can God, what is God trying to take away from you? What do you have anyway? What do you have? Who are you? Why do you think of somebody trying to teach you or god try, or the church trying to take something no don't think that way you know there was a rich man he was on a board of a church he was a board member and the pastor came and said you know i want us to expand but you see because he was a rich man he knew that you know by all means they're going to ask me to give and he, he knew that it would come around to that in the end. So he didn't want it. So he, when they came to the board meeting, he said, no, no. Not a good plan. I mean, he spoke and they cancelled the plan. He said, no, let them do go to other branches or they should go somewhere, else. but it's not necessary to do this. Hey! But this man had two little daughters. And one day, and this is the man himself talking this is his testimony i'm telling you i said don't think god wants to cheat you god only blesses you never say to yourself this man wants to take something from me no god can never take something from you. he only wants to lift you up so this rich man who was on the a member of the board he said no this project not a good thing now this is the man himself talking he said he built a house on a, on a hill. Beautiful house. Hmm. This is the man himself giving this testimony. And he said, when my house was finished, I took my two little daughters up to the house on the hill to show them that he has built a new house. Let's go and look at the house. When they were going up the hill, his little daughters said, Daddy, Daddy. Can we have some ice cream? Daddy, we want ice cream. And this rich man, this board member, the board member of the church, who felt that somebody wants to cheat him, somebody wants to take his money, somebody wants to take something from him, he said in his own mouth in the church, he said, I stopped my car because there was ice cream. And I told my children, careful, careful. When you cross the road, careful. He said, when his daughters came out of the car, crossing the road, he said he didn't know where it came from. 16-wheeler truck. A 16-wheeler truck, the huge one, came and cleared his two daughters off the road. Then he opened the door. This, this, I'm telling you, the testimony he gave in church. He said, he was screaming, and he was running down the road, picking his cloth. Child, pieces. And he said, as he was running on the road, he had the voice of God on the road. He said, "You would." God said, you wouldn't build me a church. You wouldn't build my church. But you build your own house. You want to build your own house on the mountain. But when it came to my house, when it came to my things, you slammed it down and you stop it. But when it came to your own house, you build it. Now go to your house. He was picking up his children's body parts on on the road. God is not trying to cheat you. God is only trying to bless you. This is his own testimony. Those of us who sit in church stopping the work of God, blocking it indirectly and directly, hindering the work, speaking against your pastor, talking against things that God is doing, you have to be careful. And he said, God spoke to him on the road as he was picking up the pieces of his children. And God is speaking to you today. You sit in church. You better get involved and rise up and use your talent and not prevent the work of God from being done. God wants you to be fruitful. And God wants you to serve him. And there are people here, you are even called to be ministers. Instead of criticizing your wonderful pastor, who God has put here for 30 years. You'll see the day he's not here, that's when you'll see. It's like water. When water is turned off, you see the importance of water. Those of us who have lived in Africa, we know the meaning of no water. I don't know if you have it here. Water goes off, you see, the whole world changes. Light goes off, you see, the whole world changes. We, we, where we live, water goes off. Light goes off sometimes. We know it. But when it is there, you don't know that it's important. The day there's light off, water off, you see. That is a very great thing. So to, today, look at my hand. Look at, look at my hand. God sent me to call you to serve him, and to work for him, to, to stop talking about things you don't understand, and to open your heart to be his servant and to be fruitful stand up please Every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment God is calling you to fruitfulness To serve him. You are here this morning. I want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to save me today. Please help me. I don't know who you are. But. God knows who you are. And God wants you to serve him. If you are here today you want to say pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus i want to be born again i don't want to go to hell this is an opportunity and i'm going to pray with you specially i'm going to pray two prayers and this is the first one pastor i want to give my life to god today pray for me pray with me i don't want to go to hell Jesus sent me to invite you to come to the cross. Your sins will be forgiven this morning and you will go to heaven when you receive Jesus as your savior. If you are here today, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I I want to be born again. Please help me to know Jesus as my savior. If you are here like that, if you are here like that, lift up your right hand and i'm going to pray with you lift it up high like this just lift it up high god bless you upstairs everywhere i want jesus to come into my life i want i don't want i want to be born again i don't even fully understand it but i want jesus i want my sins to be forgiven i want to accept jesus as my savior then your hand must be up i see all your hands lifted up high high everywhere 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 god bless you if you've lifted your hand you want to give your life to jesus you want to be born again i want you to do one more thing come to me from where you are standing come with your hand up come all the way here i want to pray with you here you need to give your life come come and stand here i'm going to pray with you right here come 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 to jesus god bless you god bless you come come to the front come on Come, Stand here. I want to give my life to God. I want Jesus to save me. Come on, my friend. Come on. Come from upstairs. Come upstairs. Come on. We are waiting for you. Come. This is a day of salvation. Come to God this morning. Give him your life. Come on, come on, my friend. Come to the front. Come to the cross. Come to the altar. Come to Jesus. Come on. Come on. I want to give my life to God. I don't want to go to hell. Please pray with me. Help me to receive Jesus as my Savior. Come on, my friend. Come from upstairs. Come from the back. Come on, we are waiting. Let Him have His way. Clap for them. Clap for them as they come. Encourage them. I want to give my life to God. Jesus. Give Him your life. for the last time. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Keep clapping as they come. Many more are coming. Come to Jesus. Give him your life. Give him your life. Give him your life. Come on, my friend. Come to Jesus today. Come to God. Come on. Come to God. Come to the cross. Your life will be changed today. Let him have Come to God. Thank you, Jesus. Give him your life. life. Let him have his way. have got every eye closed for one moment, just one moment. Listen, before I pray, there are still some people here you don't know God, you know. When you go to the airport, sometimes you hear this is Philippines Airways flight 589. This is the final call. Final call. Flight to Singapore final call. If you want to be on this flight, you must be at the gate now. As every head is bowed, I'm giving the final call. If you know, you don't know, you see, you may die before the end of the year. Will you go to heaven or hell? That's a big question. I'm giving you the last chance. If you are not sure, you want to say, pastor, please help me. I am not sure. I want to give my life to God. I want my sins to be forgiven. This is your last chance. The gates are closing. The sun is setting. The door is closing. I'm giving you the chance. Walk. Get up. Lift your hand and come. I'm giving you the last chance. Come from wherever you are. Come and let me pray with you. Clap, clap for them as they come. Come on. Come, come on. Come on. This is your. This is the last call from upstairs. From everywhere. Jesus wants to save your life. Give him your life. Come on, young man. Today. Come on, young man. Jesus is saving you. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him have, have his, way. his way. Lift your hands. Yes, young man. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Young lady, I'm waiting for you. Young lady, you can you can't go to hell. No, no i'm bargaining for your soul you can't go god you can't go god loves you too much i say you cannot go to hell this is your chance come to the cross come to jesus young man god is saving you today every hand lifted lift your hands and us all in the congregation yes more are coming come on keep coming i'm bargaining for your life your very life is at stake it's not about i mean money Or dollars or whatever, it's your life, your soul, your soul. Come on, young lady, come, come, clap for them as they come, clap for them, encourage them. Jesus is setting you free. Now let's all lift our hands as we say this prayer. Say, Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. sins. I I am a sinner. I know I am a sinner. I know I am a sinner. But today. I, I, ask you, I ask you please forgive me please forgive. cleanse, me. cleanse me. Wash me wash me with your blood, with your blood. today, today I, open I open my heart I receive Jesus I receive, please, as, my savior, as my savior as my master, as my master and my lord and my please, write my name please write my name in the book of life in the book of Please write my name in the book of life life. today. Today. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, Jesus, for saving saving me, for receiving me. Please accept me me as your child. child. Please wash me. Cleanse me. 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 Forgive me. Forgive me. me. Forgive Forgive me. Say, forgive me for my sins. I receive. Jesus Jesus. as my Savior savior. and my Lord. lord. Thank you Father Father, for saving me me
0: today.
1: today. Now lift your right hand, just your right hand like this and say after me, Satan. Satan. Satan, 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, 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 I bind you. you. Say Satan. Satan, I bind you. I bind In the, In the name of Jesus. From today. From today. I belong to Jesus.
0: I belong to Jesus.
1: I will serve Jesus. I
0: will serve
1: Jesus. I belong to Jesus.
0: I belong to
1: Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will serve Jesus. Now lift your two hands and say, "Thank you, Jesus." Thank say, I love you Jesus. "I love you, Jesus." I thank you, I love you for saving me and loving me. In Jesus' name and everyone shouted amen hallelujah 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 what a blessing what a blessing now all of you who've come forward to give your life to jesus all of you in front here this is the great blessing this is the great miracle amen many years ago i gave my life to jesus ah it's it's, I, i call it happy salvation day so happy to be saved and I thank God for saving me and today you are saved say I'm saved, I'm, saved. I'm, born again. I'm born again I'm blessed amen so do they go back to their seats back to their seats all right God bless you you may go back to your seats clap for them beautiful clap for these wonderful so many souls saved on a Sunday morning what a blessed Sunday morning hallelujah Hallelujah. Now, many of us here, when I was preaching, you sense that God, that you've you've been doing nothing in church or nothing for the Lord. But today, you want to give your life to serve God. Seriously. Amen. If you are here like that, And you believe that god is calling you to serve him some of you in ministry in different ways but you haven't been doing it but you want to do it from now to serve god whether as a pastor or just as a christian or whatever to really serve the lord from today i want you to just step forward and i'm going to pray for all of you in a moment so if you are here like that and you sense lord here i am send me use me then i want you to step forward quickly come to the front and I'm going to pray with you. Here am I, send me. Not, here am I, send them. Here am I, send me. Come, come quickly, quickly, quickly come. You've been in church, you don't do much, you don't do anything, but you want God to use you, you want God to send you and to bless you. Amen. As he sends you and he uses you. Yes. There is uh, people here also, you know God Wants to use you to help the finance the ministry. You've not been allowing the Lord, but today God is saying, I want you want to, you are saying in your heart, I want to serve God in the ministry. Lift your hands. And let's pray. Father, thank you for all these ones who've come, touch their lives, use them mightily. Thank you for blessing every hand that is lifted up. Send them, Lord. the ends of the world and use them i pray for every hand is lifted up lord what it means is i surrender all let them now be used by you i pray send them to the nations of the world use them bless them as they find you and as they follow you thank you jesus just lift your hands oh yes god has been looking for you to use you thank you jesus Receive the grace of God. God's going to use you beautifully. Receive it. God's going to use you. And God's going to use you in the ministry. Young man, the Lord's going to use you to serve him. Young lady, God's going to use you. Everybody in the congregation, lift your hands. Although many of you have not come, but you should be here. God's going to use you. God's going to use you. Receive it now. Jesus, thanks. Thanks. It's beautiful. Take it. Power, powers flowing. Jesus, thanks. My God, my God. Sakaba Labashiva. Shum San Siboka. Yes. Receive the grace of God. Receive, receive. It's flowing. Thank you. Thank you for all these people. Thank you for using them. Yes. Oh yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Power, flow. Thank you for raising an evangelist. Thank you for raising your servant. Receive. Power is flowing. Thank you. Take it. Watch out, watch out. Power is flowing in this place. Receive grace to serve God. May your gifts be used by the Lord. Take it, lady. Power, flow. Jesus. Thank you. It's flowing. Use them, Lord. Use them. Thank you. My I will stand oh, yes. You. Yes. So Shimbo, Sando. Thank you. Thank you. Use the Lord, by your great power. Thank you. Receive the, Receive the grace of God. Receive the grace of God. Receive the grace of God. It's flowing. Jesus, thanks. Thanks for using Him, Lord. Let your power engulf Him, Lord. Thanks for your grace. Thanks for your grace. Receive. Receive. Power is flowing. Power is flowing. Power is flowing. Receive it. Take it, Jesus. Thank you. Take it. Thank you. Thank you. My God, thank you for using this young man. My God, Oh yes, it's flowing. Grace. Yes, flow, flow, river, flow, flow, river, flow, flow. Power. Everybody lift your hand. God's power is coming up upon your life. My God. My God. My God. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. Receive. Receive the grace of God. It's flowing. It's flowing. Power. Glory. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus, thank you. My God, my God. My God, my God. Thank you for using that. For your glory and for your honor. Thank you. Jesus. Christ. What a blessing. Yes. Now, I want to pray for you. If you are not well, you are, you are sick, seriously ill, In any way. Just come quickly. That's the last prayer. And uh, God is doing miracles. Many, many miracles. Some people had miracle money. During the program. Amen. In the last three days. Who is it who had some good news on your phone? Give me a wave. Yes. That you haven't yet testified. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm waiting to see. More hands. More hands. Miracle. Look, you are not well in any way. Come and stand here. I'm just going to pray with you quickly. Yes. Beautiful. Lift your hands. I sense there are some people that are seriously ill, and I want to just pray for God's healing. God's blessing upon your life. How many believe that Jesus is a healing Jesus? He's a healing Jesus.
0: He's a healing, healing Jesus, Jesus. A healing Jesus. He's He's healing healing you
1: yes, in Jesus name right now. He's a healing Jesus. He's, He's a, a healing, healing Jesus. Jesus. A, a healing, healing Jesus. He's healing you. He's Jesus name. What is this? What is this? What's wrong with you? What? Dialysis. What is this you have here? Bone. Bone infection. Lift your hands. Jesus. Stretch your hand. You know, Jesus is a healing Jesus. Don't wait till you are sick before you believe in miracles and healing from God. Father, thank you for mercy. Give me oil. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 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 What's wrong with you? Depression. Huh? She cannot do one. She tried to commit suicide. She tried to commit suicide. Demons of murder, death. You go out. Everybody lift your hand and pray. Pray, pray, quickly, pray. Don't let any devil move into your life. Pray. Satan, come out. I curse your power. Go out. Be healed in Jesus name. My God. Thanks Jesus. Oh yes. Oh yes. Thank you for healing. Receive. Healing. Healing oh yes what's wrong with you osteoarthritis legs healing Jesus receive healing receive healing my God thank you yes everyone I'm praying for is being healed everyone i'm praying for is being here even those who are taking medicine the prayers are joining with the medicine and it is going to be better because of the prayer hallelujah Father, thank you and i hear the word recovery this is, i'm hearing the word recovery so people are recovering from serious diseases thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for power and good news miracles thank you oh yes thanks for your blessing thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you what's happening on this side what's wrong with you Huh? Lymphoma. Yes. How old are you? I'm 30. 30 years old. Lift your hand, everybody. I, I want us to bind the spirit of premature death. You know, 30 years old lymphoma. Bind it quickly. Bind it. Bind the spirit of premature death. Death. <laughs> sabakada. <laughs> Every death that is before time. Before the appointed time. We cancel that appointment. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bind it now. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive healing. Jesus. Yes. Yes. What is this? Stroke. Stroke. Be healed be healed. The arms, the legs receive strength. Receive strength. Receive healing in Jesus name. What's wrong with this woman? shadow, Healing of your shoulder. Receive it now. Receive it. kabalaba. Somebody here, you were healed last year. You haven't testified. I need, I need you to get me some of those people. Beautiful healings. You were healed last year jesus thank you thank you for the blessing receive healing give me give me oil i'm praying for you power of god is touching your life receive it now it's flowing jesus thank you take it take it careful take it it's flowing jesus thank you power power Thank you. Receive. Take it. Healing. What's wrong with you? Breast cancer. Breast cancer. Why are you wearing this this over your mouth?
0: Chemotherapy. Just completed my chemotherapy.
1: Chemotherapy. Lift your hands. Jesus. Cancer, I rebuke you. In Jesus' name. My God. My God. What is wrong with this lady? Breast
0: What's, cancer.
1: Breast cancer. Lift your hands. How many know that only Jesus can heal? All these cancers. Kaloma sitaraba. Go! What's wrong with you? Breast cancer. Breast cancer. Kandolama. Lift your hand. Pray for every breast. Every woman, lay hand on your breast, please. Father, thank you for healing, protection from devils that are flying around in the atmosphere. Killer spirits. Killer spirit. We break them. We bind them. We reject them. We block them. Killer spirit. Killer spirit. Killer spirit. Killer spirit. Killer spirit. We say, go back. Go back. Go back to hell. Go back from where you came from. In the name of Jesus. We reject you. In Jesus name. Be Be healed. Receive it. Receive it. What's wrong with you? Breast cancer. Breast cancer. Be healed in the name of Jesus. My God. My God. What is this one? Lung cancer. Lung cancer. Stretch out your hand. Premature death. My What is wrong with you? Breast cancer. Breast cancer. Breast cancer. Your hair is gone. some oil. Jesus. Jesus. Receive healing. Healing from Jesus. My Huh? Alzheimer's. What? Alzheimer's. and high blood. Father, thank you for mercy, for healing the name of Jesus. Receive healing. Receive it. It's flowing. Power. 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 What's wrong with you, my dear?
0: I have contact dermatitis.
1: And you have what? Contact dermatitis and atopic dermatitis for 10 years
0: already.
1: And diabetes. I've been going through therapy since
0: phototherapy since 2015. <laughs> what therapy Phototherapy. Phototherapy. So, so that
1: my skin will look like the other people as, as normal as the skin of other people stretch your hand my, 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 my people stretch your hand please father have mercy show mercy we pray for mercy we ask for mercy whatever cares And devil has entered your house. I enter your room and I drive it out. I enter your bedroom and I say, Go out, Satan. You cannot kill, you cannot harm, you cannot destroy God's children. In Jesus' name, receive healing. Receive healing.